you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. Welcome to NFL Explained. I'm Mike Am. She's Aditi Kinkabwala. Hi, everyone. Who is going international with us today, Aditi. All right, we are, we're definitely hitting our groove here. It's episode number six, fans all over the world. And I'm not saying that just to say, hey, we got fans listening all over the world. There's actually metrics that track this stuff. And apparently we're big in London. I think my next time going to the airport, I'm going to say international and book that trip out there. So seriously, thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. And Aditi, I actually got a, a message from Paige in Australia who loves the show. Hit me up. Also a Mets fan. In Australia? That's what I said. And she gave me the great story to why that is, which I won't bore people with. But a shout out to our international fans, because today we are breaking down the history of NFL's international matchups. And most fans probably a little familiar with the London series. Aditi, I know you are for a lot of reasons, especially because you've been to some of those games. But we got Jets and Falcons coming up this week. We got Dolphins, Jags in a couple weeks. Both of those games, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think about those matchups. Jets and Falcons, by the way, playing in their third international matchups. The Dolphins playing in their sixth international game. And the Jags playing in their eighth international game. Aditi, you've covered these matchups. The first initial memory that comes with a trip overseas is what? Just how incredibly amazing the fans are. So I was at Wembley in 2000. 13, I believe, for Viking Steelers. And I was at Twickenham Stadium in 2017 for Vikings Browns. And it's like being at, I don't know if I should call it real football. We have international listeners. I should probably call it real football. But it's like being at a real football game, meaning a soccer game, and not an American football game because the noise is just through the roof the entire game. It's consistent. I remember the first game at Wembley, there was the wave. I thought that was amazing. The tailgating, which is unusual for sporting events overseas. I could just keep going. But we don't want 45 minutes of me reminiscing about going to London. Uh, Aditi painting the picture for us. Damani Leach, who's the COO of NFL International. He's going to be with us a little bit later, but super excited. Chargers running back Austin Eckler is also going to be with us on the show. All right, so break this down for me because there's a lot of information on these international games. And I think instead of us just sort of teaching a school class lesson, we try to have a little bit of fun with this. Works for me. 
All right, so NFL regular season or exhibition games. We were thinking about this since 1950 and the amount of teams and really more specifically the countries the games are played in. And Aditi, you made reference to some of the matchups that you have seen, two of them overseas. But can you name a couple of the countries and how many countries you think the NFL has played overseas since 1950? I know Canada. I know Japan because we just told the TD story. I know England because I've been there. Uh... I know Ireland because of the late Steelers owner, Dan Rooney, having played there. Um, I know Australia because Neil Gilman in our goalpost episode told us that he had to send goalposts to Australia. Well played. Hmm. I know Mexico because just had that one, those yeah. games at Estada Azteca are just absurdly, ridiculously... Uh, I'm counting on my fingers right now. I, I'm doing the I'm same. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> right, at so, six. I, I'm up to six. Who am I missing? Because I feel like it's more than six, but I'm not really sure. You've done a remarkable job. So nine is the total. So you only missed oh. out on three. Who'd I miss? Uh, Sweden, which I think is sort of oh. a hard one to get. So I'm not surprised. Like that might be the, the more difficult yeah. one. Germany is one that you did not oh, make reference I should have had Germany. Had how that. did I not have Germany? And how about Spain? Oh, I'd love to cover a game in Spain. Yeah. All right. All right. I got. I have one for you okay. then. You said the first international game was in 1950. Yes. That, of course, was the Giants playing the Ottawa Rough Riders in Canada. And the NFL did go to Canada quite a bit in that era from 1950 to 1969. I think there were 10 NFL games played in Canada. But how many total international exhibition games has the NFL played overseas since that first Giants Rough Riders game in 1950. Wow. So the exhibition aspect of the question makes it more difficult for me, although I don't really even know the answer, even if it's regular season or exhibition. <laughs> but I would just imagine that there was more, especially early on, because nowadays and you just you, you talked about your personal experiences. Like I think about how regular it is to see regular. You're hedging, season you're games. hedging, you're hedging. Yeah. Come on, give uh, me an answer. I'm gonna go plus fifty. Which is not necessarily a great answer because uh, it's not specific. No, but, I'll but take... that's a great way to guess. Like, this is the game that I play with my six-year-old, Mike, when I'm guessing a number. And you have to say higher or lower. So if your guess is 50, higher, Mike. Uh, it's like the price is right when you were sick as a school kid and you, you whatever the game, you bet a dollar, you, you wager a dollar, and, and that's your guess. Uh, if it's higher, I'll go 60 then. Lower. Um, all right, 50. I'll go one down, 59. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. ding. There have been 59 <laughs> international exhibition games played since 1950. You know the first time that the NFL played in Mexico City? Probably before I was born, which was 1981. It was indeed before you were born, yeah. 1978. Oh, okay. So I just missed out. I mean, surely you can recall in your head, especially those Cowboys games fairly recently at Estadio Azteca. Yeah. The drama, just how cool the environment is. And to be fair, a lot of these international games, they bring the flair. You mentioned some of your personal experience with the wave and the crowds and just the chanting. And how about this? Because you've experienced the London deal. So I feel like you might actually know the answer to it. The first NFL exhibition game played in London. Do you know what year that was? Do you think the Vikings played in the first exhibition game? Uh, they did. Well done. I feel like that might have been. <laughs> that in was a... just a shot in the dark. I was like, come on now. That... Maybe there's got to be something there. No. OK, so I know one of the teams, the Vikings. Now I need to know the other team and I need to know the year. After you were born or before you were born? Shortly after. I'm going to guess 83. Well done. Well done. I remember Sweet. that game very well. Just trying to figure out <laughs> how to work the, I was going to say TV remote, but in 83, we didn't, you actually had to stand up. I was barely making my way waddling to the television. Uh, do you waddle it too? I don't know how that works. But anyway, uh, the Vikings, Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, the matchup, ah. 1983. Also, goalposts had to be shipped to London. Look, if you missed the goalpost episode, go back, check it out. Very, very informative and a ton of fun for us to do that show. So not bad, 1983. That's so well done, Aditi. You know, I do recall this, though. The reason that London pushed to have a game was because early in the 80s, and it may have been 1982. We can check really quickly. I think it was indeed 1982. Four and a half million citizens of Great Britain had stayed up into the wee hours of the morning wow. watching the Super Bowl. And because that Super Bowl had drawn such insane 
fervor and ratings and fandom, London promoters were like, hey, 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 bring us a game because we think there's an appetite for this. And they were right about that. Look, I think a lot of it goes back to 1986. Not only were the Mets World Series champs, shout out to Paige once again. It's been a while since we could celebrate like that. But 86, the Bears took on the Cowboys. And in a lot of ways, this is like a critical moment for the NFL because the Bears with Ditka and company, they were the reigning Super Bowl champs. So you have guys like Walter Payton, uh, Tony Dorsett, Jim McMahon, uh, Ed Tuttle-Jones, and of course... Oh, this is just awesome. To see some of the video surrounding this game was really cool. But to also just see William, the refrigerator, Perry, in this football game was just spectacular. Put all the teams together, they didn't get as much publicity as William Perry did himself this past week in London. Dick had put two plays in for him earlier this week. Let's see what they run. Perry, is he in? He struggles, and he's got a touchdown. <laughs> Mike, honestly, I don't know why we don't do that more especially when we see teams in this fourth and one situation, bring in your biggest guy and have him be your ball carrier. Uh, The refrigerator ain't small. I can tell you that. Just, (laughs) I mean, you could just hear it. (laughs) All right. So then it was after that game, if that was kind of the turning point where you had these superstars and there was clearly a lot of excitement. It was after that, I know, that the NFL went to Mexico went to Japan, went to the country I forgot earlier, Germany, Ireland. And as I mentioned, I keep coming back to this just because it's so exciting to see this many people. Estadio Azteca has hosted the two largest crowds to watch an NFL game ever, anywhere. And in 1994, it was the Cowboys-Oilers, more than 112,000 people. In 1998... It was the Cowboys-Patriots, and that was more than 106,000 people. But we've been talking about exhibition games. Let's move on to the games that actually counted, the games that matter that the NFL has played overseas. One guess. How many regular season games do you think that the NFL has played outside America since 2005? Uh, I would imagine it's a fairly significant total just for the amount of games over the last few years that we have seen internationally, especially in London. So uh, I'm going to say hovering probably around that 30 mark since 05. Very, very good, Mike. 38. And very good of you to bring up London because there have actually been 28 of those 38 regular season games outside the United States played in London. And do you know the stadium where most of those oh, games in London have been played? That's a layup, Wembley. I'm by far. I just <laughs> and you you even said it. Look, you've already you've covered two of those matchups. I feel like that is de facto NFL London, just based off of the sheer numbers. Yes, and no no demerits to Twickenham, which was a great host to me in 2017. But covering a game at Wembley, I mean the hallowed grounds, just the the whole atmosphere, the energy, everything about it. Really, 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 truly one of my favorite NFL experiences ever. So let's hit the appetite for games in London. Starting in 2007, so we said since 2005, there have been obviously 38 games that have counted, 38 regular season games played overseas. Since 2007, 28 of those games have been played in London. And The first was the Giants beating the Dolphins at Wembley. And the Giants had a star pass rusher who is a friend of mine now that I once covered, Osi Yuminura, who was actually born in London, playing in that game. And that game, Mike, sold out in less than 90 minutes. That's how hungry people in London were to see an NFL game that counted in person. And selling tickets in London has not been an issue since. Again, the appetite for games overseas is tremendous. So we should probably explain, Mike, why the Packers haven't played a regular season game in London ever. They're the only team that hasn't played there. They're the only publicly owned team. But some of the criteria, once again, they just haven't met. And the fact that their stadium is sold out through the next couple of seasons, next three seasons, is the reason why. Well, and Green Bay is also the NFL's smallest city, the smallest market. And taking one home game away from Green Bay could cost that city, cost that market about $15 million. So that is pretty significant. 
It is, and the NFL does compensate teams that do go and play overseas, but it would be a huge hit to the Green Bay Packers, who will eventually, though, they will be overseas relatively soon in the next few years to get an opportunity to showcase some of the best talent and a storied franchise to some fans that don't get to watch here in the States. I do want to circle back, though. Notable Hall of Famers to play in exhibition games. Just the the list is pretty spectacular. I'll just highlight a couple of those names. But Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway, Jerry Rice, a good buddy of mine, and Ronnie Lott. I mean, once again, Michael Irvin, one of our colleagues at NFL Network. So it is a who's who that have decided to showcase themselves in front of a new audience and just get fans engaged overseas. And over time, Aditi, that has sort of changed the complexion and the knowledge base of fans that are watching overseas. Okay, I've got a trivia question for you, though. You just listed this fancy group of NFL players. Do you know which quarterback actually leads all quarterbacks with wins in international games? So I think it's not a Hall of Famer. Did I give that away in the way I asked the question? No, no. Well, sort of. But I'm just thinking strategically, right? Because there's certain teams that just play more international games. And I know the Jags, just from just doing some of the research, have played the most games. So I think it's someone in that organization just purely guessing on more opportunities. That is actually very true. The Jaguars have played seven games in London. That, of course, leads all NFL teams. And their quarterback for five of those seven games was Blake Portals. And he won three of those five games. That was very good logic right there, Yeah, that was that was a... I appreciate that right there. If you paid me a million bucks, though, to get Blake Portals' name, that wasn't going to happen. But what do the players tell you about their time overseas in some of these games? You know, it's so interesting because... There's been an arc. In the beginning, it felt for some as if this was, you know, a trip. It was a really cool trip for a week. And you got to sightsee a little bit and enjoy where you were. And then for some, it was very much a business trip. I'm referring to that first game. The Vikings flew out essentially for the entire week before the game, whereas the Steelers came out on Friday morning before the Sunday kickoff. I know now that's been standardized a little bit and teams are indeed treating it more like a business trip. It was probably different during exhibition season. There used to be a time when NFL teams would go overseas to play exhibition games, preseason games, games that didn't necessarily count in the standings. And, you know, one of our colleagues, have you ever heard the story, Mike, of TD playing an exhibition game in Tokyo, Terrell Davis? I've heard bits and pieces of it. Okay, so of course, you know, TD, one of the nicest, nicest, nicest humans that we work with. He is now a Hall of Famer, the Hall of Fame running back for the Broncos forever. Well, he was a sixth round pick. He wasn't necessarily a guy that anybody expected a lot out of. He was having a lot of trouble getting reps, getting Mike Shanahan to notice him. And in 1995, the Broncos went overseas to Tokyo, Japan to play an exhibition game. and. TD actually tried to quit the team the week before the game. He was in Japan and he called the concierge to try to get him a flight back to America. But because he couldn't speak Japanese, the flight never got booked. And he ended up playing in the game, making this amazing special teams tackle. He was so dominating that he made the Broncos final roster. And now he's a Hall of Famer. Can you imagine almost stepping away. And all it takes is just this one play and the play, you know, coming on special teams and all of a sudden get some reps, you know, to grab the attention of a couple coaches and be ready to rock and roll. Can and nowadays, because someone will say, well, why are you calling the concierge? Like there wasn't, I guess there was the internet at that point in 1995, but it wasn't what it is. First of all, it was like dial up modems. Yeah. Punching up Expedia. Like, let me get Travelocity. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here or that, yeah, that I, did. I probably shouldn't say any sort of travel site because we don't have a deal with any of them just yet. But hey, if anybody wants to sponsor us. Get on board, NFL Explained. Right. But there wasn't like, you know, your your iPhone, you take it out and, and you can literally book travel. Like that just didn't exist. You'd, you'd heard like the crackling noise of the dial-up modem and a concierge that didn't speak English and the rest is history. TD with an opportunity to, to make his mark. It really is amazing. Well, Aditi, coming up, plenty more international football conversation. Plus, we'll talk to a man who's in charge of charting the future of the NFL international presence. And I am just so jacked up for this. Chargers running back. Austin Eckler will tell us what his international game experiences were like in London and Mexico. That's still to come on NFL Explained. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, that's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two, oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G Ultra Wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the RootMetrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. Rivers in the shotgun. Echo to his right. They show blitz. And now Rivers settles in with 11 on the play clock. And they bring the extra man out to Eckler, right sideline. He's got it, 35, 30, cuts inside, makes a man miss, 20. Still on his feet to the 11. Well, the London experience sounding very cool for Austin Eckler, who joins us here on the NFL Explained podcast. Austin, can't thank you enough for your time. We'll get to the the Mexico City game in just a minute, but your Chargers beat the Titans in London. Tell me what stands out from that game you played back in 2018. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I'd like to say thanks for having me on. Appreciate the opportunity. That was my first international game. I was playing in Wembley Stadium. And I remember just the time change. <laughs> the time change, man. Uh, that was the big hurdle that we were going to have to prepare for going into the week. And uh, yeah, just getting the opportunity to go somewhere out. That was my first time outside of the country too. And so there's all these just leading up factors uh, as far as, hey, this is how the schedule is going to be. Here's how it's going to work. You guys got to get new outlet plugins because they have a different type of you know outlet there. So all these things are just like adding up. Like, okay, like I'm getting, you know, get excited. Let's go. Finally get out to the stadium and then just the unconditional love there. The, the actually, like it was sold out stadium. What if we were sold out for an NFL game? Right? It felt like we were back in the U.S. as far as the energy. Um, it was definitely different because it was just like positive energy the whole time. Usually it's like a home and away um, but it, it was just cheer basically the whole time. So that was pretty special. Definitely a, a memory that I'll have for the rest of my life. That's awesome. I, I, I got to ask you about Wembley, but you just mentioned the time difference, which has me thinking that the preparation for a game like this is so different physically. And I know you just following you on Instagram and social media, you don't really miss too many workouts and you, you schedule things <laughs> appropriately. How different was the setup physically for you because of the longer flight and the conditions that you made reference to? It was definitely tough. Definitely tough. Just going out there. I think we went out there maybe two days earlier. So we got there. I remember we were supposed to sleep on the plane ride over. And then right as soon as we got there, it was the start of the day, right? Well, hard to sleep and get a full good rest on the on a plane ride 
and then wake up and we went right to practice. I just remember just dragging like, man, this is hitting me like a truck and just trying to just continue to push through. And we knew it was a short window of time. So that's why I was just like, okay, mentally I can get through this. I can get through this. It's just a, a couple of days. Uh, but it's really just one of those things where, you know, we know both teams are tired. We're all professionals here. So, you know, we still have a job to do. You also just sort of dropped in. You're used to the home and away crowd. Wembley, a packed stadium, a lot of eyeballs and fans that are cheering. Is there anything that it does compared to that you've experienced? One particular thing that actually just stands out um, before we go into that is kind of funny, but like every time we kicked the ball, it was like the loudest cheer. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was just obviously, you know, real football, you know, real <laughs> football, you know, it was played, it's a more common sport there than actual like American football, we, we call it over here. Uh, we call it soccer, right? Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was uh, kind of funny, just the reference to just kicking the ball. Just from an interaction standpoint with some of the locals, did you get to interact? Did you? Is it just strictly a business trip and you don't really get to do sightseeing and that sort of thing? How does that play out? <laughs> I was educated. I went out to a, a restaurant and I was gonna I was gonna tip my waitress and there was, there's no tips. They're like, we don't take tips. And wherever I was at, it was like, all right, all right, I guess they don't take tips at this restaurant. So that was something that was kind of just as far as like my adventure out, that was a little different. But as far as like sightseeing, that we really didn't really have enough time to really go sightsee or a transportation. And then also, I guess the driving on the opposite side of the road than what I'm used to, right, kind of tripped me out. I brought up Wembley. I'm just curious because the Mexico situation, the time difference isn't obviously as drastic. How did those two matchups compare? Yeah. So when we were playing in Mexico City, the elevation was the factor there. It was like 7,000 whatever feet and I play at sea level. You know, yeah. So that's the main thing I remember about that was definitely when we were playing on the field, I was getting immediately tired after a play and just was short of breath. Um, so there's definitely some outside factors when it comes to, you know, these international games, um, just the factor of, you know, where it is in the world or the elevation, like all these play a part, like my conditioning, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't my lung capacity, my red blood cell count. I know this because I used to play, go to college at 7,000 feet, yep. uh, back at Western state it was a little, it's in the mountains. And then I went down to sea level in Colorado or in California. Um, uh, so I know that, like my red blood cell count isn't as high, you know, as it, as it should be to actually like sustain and play at this, at this level or this elevation. So it's a lot of science that probably, you know, I don't bore you with, but yeah, definitely was a, a different atmosphere. Uh, I, you know, we, we highlighted this a little bit on the podcast as well. And I was talking to Aditi, I used to cover CU and would occasionally make a trip to Boulder. And I remember those first few times. Do you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender in those runs, you feel fine for like the first, I don't know, 200 meters or so. And then after you're trying to get a mile run in, uh, I was gasping for air. Did, did some of your teammates, like when you brought that up, I would imagine the teams, the coaches and the staff around it said, Hey, like guys, it is higher elevation. Did, did some people like kind of like poo poo it? Oh, it's like not going to be that big of a deal. We actually 
traveled and stayed the week in Colorado to try to acclimate a little bit more, but yeah. it did not help. Yeah. <laughs> it did not help. So I think from that standpoint, the entire organization was taking it seriously, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we had enough training, you know, that could have helped us for that. It's just like, look, you're going to be short of breath and you got to deal with it. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about the fans at Wembley and the cheering that was happening there. Mexico City, same, different. Yeah, more- pretty similar. It was just like positive energy. We were playing the Chiefs. Um, who we just recently played actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, you know, it was just energy, right? I think it's just because it doesn't happen as much. There's not a game there every single week. So it's not necessarily, oh, we're for this team, for this team. They're just kind of like, oh, let's, let's go experience, you know, American NFL football game. Before we let you get going here, what's the best part about playing in an international game? Definitely the travel and the experience of just being outside of your country. And not only that, you get to play a football game, the game that you've been working to and that you love outside of your country. I think that just creates memories like me of Mexico City and then at Wembley as well. That it's like, yeah, I've played football in the NFL in other countries. And that's something that I'll tell, you know, my family in the future. Austin, can't thank you enough for the time, man. Really, really appreciate it. Continued success. It is a joy watching you on the football field. And it's awesome to get an opportunity to catch up with you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Pound for pound, Austin Eckler might be the strongest player in the NFL, but certainly a guy that's got a wealth of experience with international games and appreciate him giving us some time here on the podcast. But the history now officially in the rearview mirror, we will look to the future of international football. The COO of NFL International, Damani Leach, maybe breaks some news with us coming up next on the NFL Explained podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. You want the confidence of knowing that the people, places, and things that matter to you are protected. At Kitta, they're bringing you that confidence in smarter ways than ever before. Introducing the Kitta Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm with smart features. The alarm connects with the Kitta app to bring real-time information on potential issues and alarm status right to your fingertips. It alerts you to both smoke and carbon monoxide using a single alarm and includes features like 10-year battery backup for peace of mind, whole home alarm activation, so when any alarm goes off, all alarms will sound and send a mobile notification, and the convenience of voice control capabilities. The Kitta Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm with smart features is just the latest innovation from a trusted fire safety leader for more than 100 years. Explore Kitta today and take control of a safer home. Visit kidda.com slash safer home today to learn more. That's K-I-D-D-E dot com slash safer home today. The COO of NFL International, Damani Leach, joins us here on the NFL Explained podcast. Damani, take us high level on some of the decisions and the goals, really, for some of these international games. I understand engaging a fan base is really important, but if I said to you, what's on the checklist? Why play international? What's the response? Overall, what we're trying to do is grow the number of fans we have around the world and deepen our connection with them. And games is one really important strategic lever for us to do that. So, You know, we think about it as we've got over 200 million fans in our key markets around the world. And with our games, we're able to do two things. One is deepen our relationship with those existing NFL fans. That's giving them a tangible connection to the league that they otherwise wouldn't be able to get. And then the second is to generate new fans. We raise broad awareness in those markets. The NFL gets talked about more on television, gets talked about more in newspapers, on social media. So Broad awareness increases significantly, and that brings new people into the NFL tent of fandom, so to speak. It's so true. I've been, I myself have been to two games in London, Damani, and I know the Times of London will put the game leading up to the game on the front page of the paper. And sometimes we push, you know, the Royals out of the way. <laughs> but having said that, how do you pick where when you talk about markets? Obviously, I'm mentioning London. You've played in Mexico, in Australia, Ireland. How do you know where to go 
I think now when you, you talk about some of those markets, that was sort of early days of NFL exploration globally, where we were playing preseason games in a lot of different markets. I think because they were preseason games at the time, some of those stakes were lower. Now, the NFL fan globally is much more mature. When a team is in town, when the Seahawks are in town, they want to see Russell Wilson play. They don't want to see Damani Leach as the, you know, the fourth string quarterback out there uh, playing in a game. They want to see Russell Wilson. So the regular season game, the authentic NFL experience is really important. And, and there's really sort of three things we look at in deciding where we're going to play those games. The, that's fans, operations, and economics. The, the fan one is, is this a, a market that's important to us? Is it a focus market? Meaning it's somewhere we're already investing growth in fan development in that market. We don't want this to be just the circus coming to town. Instead, we want this to be a way that we can get step change growth in that market and continue to see growth over time. The second is operations in that, you know, as you all know, we just have a limited inventory of games to play. This is not like basketball or baseball. Every game matters. And we take that to heart when we think about playing a game in London or in Mexico City. Uh, these games are super important. So everything from travel distance to the stadium we're playing at, the field we're playing on, all those things are incredibly important. So those things have to make sense wherever we're going to play. And then the third, finally, is economics. And we've got to pay for these games. And we're taking games out of markets here in the U.S. that has a revenue impact. And we've got to make sure that works for the league. I'd say those last two broadcast also factors into both of those, both operationally, like when are we actually kicking off and does that make sense? But also the economics, right? Our, our media partners have paid for these games to be shown in the U.S. and it needs to work for them as well. Is it hard to get teams to want to do this just knowing the financial effect on communities locally? I think it depends on the team. I think historically, the way that teams have played international games has really been three buckets. The first is you're a team playing in a temporary stadium, right? Raiders, Chargers, that compels a team to be selected to play at least one international game a year. The second has been you, your community has been awarded a Super Bowl. So if you get a Super Bowl, one of the conditions of being granted that Super Bowl is you could be compelled to play one international game. And then the third is just what we'll say is a volunteer team like Jacksonville, who says, we believe that this is important for us. We want to grow our brand. We volunteer to play a game internationally. So those have sort of been the three ways that that's happened historically. Moving forward, now that we're into 17 game season, one of the things that owners committed to as part of that was, hey, we've got this additional inventory. Let's set aside some of that for international games. So starting next year, every team is going to play one international game over an eight-year period. Are there certain teams that do well in certain markets? Would you like to match up? I'll use the Steelers again. Would you like to match up the Steelers to Mexico? Would you like to match up certain teams to Canada or Germany? The short answer is yes. And we, we do this and we also we share it with our team. So we research fans on a monthly basis. We do monthly fan surveys in each market, asking them a number of questions, probably too many questions if you ask them. But we get that sort of information. And so we know we also have the data on which teams they watch on television, who they follow on social media, whose T-shirts and hats they buy on NFL shop. Well, and tell so we us have some a pretty of good it. picture of those of those most popular teams. It's the teams that you would think in those markets. Um, we love all 32 clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to get something juicy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we definitely do want to do that. And, and I guess what that relates to is we've shared that with clubs starting really in January. So clubs will this year have the ability to really take advantage of that. And so if you are the Steelers and you see that you've got some fandom in Mexico, Previously, you've been limited to what you can do in terms of engaging with those fans. So we'll now, starting in about two weeks, clubs will be able to submit proposals to say, we want to engage with fans in Mexico. This is our five-year proposal for marketing and fan development in that market. And we're committed to growing fans in that market. What we will do then is with those international games, just try to marry those two things together and say, okay, you've committed to that market. 
you already know that you've got to play one international game. We're going to tr- do our best to try and connect those two things. All right. Give me some of the juicy stuff because you've given me the business. <laughs> you've given me the overarching view of of goals and initiatives. It's game day. And look, at Didi said, you, you show up to a, she went to Wembley. She's saying, yeah. hey, I, I see, you know, all these different jerseys in the stands. Like, I would imagine that there's such a, a huge fan base for what I will call soccer. I know they'll cringe at least yeah. in, in Europe at that, uh, defining it that way. It's it's so awesome to see some of the customs that they have. Have they brought some of the soccer customs to NFL games and kind of like sprinkle in that local feel? Yeah, you know what's interesting is we constantly, the, the feedback we get from fans is they want the authentic NFL. They can get soccer any day of the week. So we invest a ton in creating that tailgate atmosphere that you don't get um, for soccer games and infusing our games with music and having halftime performances and fireworks and cheerleaders and all of those things that when they think of the NFL and what makes it different from their local sport, that's what we work hard to deliver. It ends up being sort of a convention or reunion of just, if you are a NFL fan, come to the game. Doesn't matter who's playing, put on whatever jersey you have uh, and wear that to the game. I think one thing that we've seen evolve over time is there's less and less of that because teams are becoming real hardcore fans of those teams. And it's you see it in the jerseys. I think the last time we played in Mexico, I, I was telling Arturo Olive, who, who manages the NFL Mexico office, like you hear it. That's that really deep, passionate fandom that we're starting to grow. Well, what about the flip side. You know, we're talking about research and obviously you do conduct a ton of research with the fans and the experience for them. What about the players? I've covered teams that have shown up on Friday before game day and I've covered teams that show up on Monday and enjoy the week. What have players said about their experience and what's one way that you've tweaked the whole thing? One thing that we've done is start to bring some standardization to that time frame that teams travel. It used to be very much because it was new ground and there was a lot of uncertainty about what this was going to do from a performance standpoint. A lot of strength coaches and head coaches wanted to dictate when their teams travel. I think now that everybody has been through it, um, except the Packers, everybody has been <laughs> through it. Um, they're all pretty comfortable with it and can get to a point where they're starting to arrive within that same cadence of of just a couple days before those games um, and feel good about it. I think, you know, we've done things like buy equipment and just have it on site rather than having to ship certain things that just makes it a lot more turnkey for them. But definitely the players just love the experience, the culture. I think for a lot of them, they are seeing really sort of seeing it's one thing to hear like, Hey, the NFL is global. It's another thing to see it right. And to be there and be like, wow, look at this 70,000 fans 95% of them are not from America that love us, not just love the game, but love us. They love our team. We obviously have some international players. The, we have Australians, we have Germans, we had a Scottish player, the Scottish hammer, Jamie Gilliam. How much do these games, do you think, matter in terms of developing a feeding ground? Or are those two totally separate things? They raise broad awareness. And I think you hear people talk about you know, just like they do here in, in America, right? Like I saw someone on TV, right? If I see it, I can be it, right? And so if you see that, you're like, ooh, I want to go do that. I want to try that. And so you definitely hear those stories. I think what we have done as a league and international has just has really separately just invested more. And so we have this international player pathway program and we spend time and resources looking for football players, but also rugby players like Jordan Mailata, right? He's a great example of that. Someone we found in Australia four years ago playing rugby, really too too big to be out on the rugby pitch, um, telling us, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of starving myself trying to keep my weight down. And we said, hey, have you ever tried football? He'd never been in a three-point stance. He'd never had a helmet on. And four years later, he's a starting left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, just signed and getting paid. Contract. Getting yes. paid. Getting paid. <laughs> And has one of the best smiles in football. Let's say that. Oh, it's great great and attitude. Voices. If you haven't heard Jordan yeah. sing, 
his voice is amazing. That's a little side note. Maybe we'll do an episode down that the road is. on, you know, Ooh. extracurricular activities of some of these NFL players. and Justin Tucker's an opera singer, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it's, that It's going. one of those, you know, those training camp things where they try and haze guys until <laughs> some guy gets up there and blows everybody away. It's like, wait a minute, this guy can really sing. Oh <laughs> and then they, took the, yeah. they put the helmet out in front of him and people are expected to go and tip at that point. Um, I, look, I, I'd love to also get your take on, and Didi sort of made reference to it with the scheduling and when some of the the teams arrive internationally. I know it's different because it's still a business trip, but anything stand out to you, Damani, in terms of experiencing the culture and taking advantage of, at some point in your season, you're not going through your normal routine and maybe this is something that we should embrace. Yeah, I think it's a business trip, right? It's a regular season game. So it's not, hey, we're going to go to London and spend a week there traveling around and, hey, there's Big Ben. Um, you know, it's, it's a regular season game that matters. We're in the middle of the season in October and November for these international games. So there's not a ton of opportunity to do that. And so we try to sort of build that into the team's experience, everything from their arrival and things like that. And so, you know, in Mexico, right, you get off the bus and you go into your hotel, let's have, you know, mariachi band there and let's have fans there, um, you know, of your specific team cheering you on. As you go into the hotel, my favorite was a couple of years ago in Mexico when the Chargers arrived, Philip Rivers was on the team and there was this huge sign with a picture of Philip Rivers wearing a sombrero and it said Felipe Rios. And so they translated his name. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. He loved it. It was Oh, good. that's tremendous. I hope he signed it or took a picture with it or something. Probably. Yeah. La- last one for us, Damani. You've given us so much time here, but what would it take? For something very significant, a playoff game, a Super Bowl, or an actual expansion team to happen overseas? I think a lot, but I think I think all of those are I think all of those are different, right? And we think about those in international, we think about those all the time, but I think we think about them differently, right? And so I think a team, look, we are really excited about where we are, particularly in these markets, you know, UK, Mexico here pretty soon, Germany, a lot of fandom, a lot of viewership that backs up that fandom. We see it. We have commercial success in those markets. And so what we can do as league staff is just really sort of put those markets in a position to where if and when there is an owner who ultimately is going to drive that, who wants to put a team in one of those markets, that the market is ready and capable of hosting them. But that's really sort of beyond our control. We do think about things, though, like draft and Pro Bowl and those sort of one-off events. And, you know, Peter O'Reilly and events will kick me. But those are the kinds of things that we bring to him and say, hey, you know, what about NFL draft in Toronto? What about Pro Bowl in Australia? And so those are the kinds of things that we think about and work on all the time. When they'll happen, I don't know. We've just got to solve for those same things, just like games, right? Like fans, operations and economics, all those things have to make sense. But it's definitely the kind of stuff we like working on. Nice way to sidestep the Super Bowl conversation. I was waiting for you to tell me what year the Super Bowl is going to be played and pick the country. It'll, yes, exactly. It'll be in, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Stay I'm sitting here thinking about the Pro Bowl. I've been angling for the Pro Bowl to go back to Hawaii so I can make that trip. Great. Now you're telling me I can actually lobby for a trip to Australia? Come on, come on, yeah. We'll get it going. That Join us. Join yeah. us. We're working on it. Yeah. Damani, a wealth of knowledge. I think my biggest takeaway here is the fact that you brought tailgating um, overseas to venues that don't do tailgating for soccer matches, which is wild to me. I didn't even realize that that was a thing. So if there's one thing the NFL is doing in a positive way internationally, it's bring the dogs and the burgers to the parking lot. Come on. This is not amateur. There you go. Uh, Damani, can't thank you enough uh, for the time and really painting the picture on some of these international contests. Absolutely. This was fun. You know, Mike, the one thing that we didn't get to ask Damani about is the international combine. We heard him talk about the international players and the growth of the game as young kids have gotten to witness these games in person. But now this year, for the first time, there will actually be a combine in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, October 12th. I think that is awesome and genius at the same time because these are the next stars. 
right? I mean, there's a select right. few athletes that are going to be chosen to participate in this NFL International Combine. I know the league is going to be picking some of the more high-profile talent. 50. Top 50 players. Correct. And you get to go and say, hey, I saw them in their Combine experience and now maybe attach to them wherever they end up in the NFL draft. So I absolutely love it. And I'll tell you this, just as a reporter, I love being around people from all different places. And, you know, like when you hear Jordan Mailata's accent or you, it just, it adds a different verve in a locker room. So the more international players playing in the NFL, the better for all of us. Okay. Keep the reporter cap on for me. If I said to you, you get to go and cover an NFL game, pick the international location, where would it be? Okay. So if it's a place that the NFL has already been to, Spain, I would love to do because I haven't been there yet. Or Australia, because I have a cousin in Australia. If I could stomach the flight, then yes, Australia. A place that the NFL has not been to. Well, look, after the last year and a half that we've had, everybody needs a vacation. So I'm picking like Jamaica. (laughs) Pack the sunscreen. And I bet, Mike, there would be lots of hands raised. (laughs) to go to Jamaica to play a game. I bet if you ask those Green Bay Packers players in the middle of the winter, <laughs> pick that international location, you you get a quick yes on that front. I, I'm with you. I think those are all good locations and all spots that I've never been to, so I would be all about it, but I'd be remiss if I didn't make reference to the growth of the game in places where they need to experience NFL football. And our friends in NFL China, their offices in Shanghai, have had some opportunities to talk to some folks over there. It would be awesome because we're seeing sort of this growth oh, that was yeah. my guy, Taylor Rapp, who, who played with dogs now, obviously, with the Rams. I think it would be really cool for a fan base there to experience a game. But I would love to hear from some of our listeners. I know we're big in London already based off of some of the metrics, but from an international audience perspective, where would you guys like to see an NFL game? You can tweet at us and make sure that you use that hashtag NFL Explained. We will go through some of those in a future show. Of course, always appreciate everyone who's been checking in, following our show, giving us a rating and a review. It has been a remarkable experience for both with Aditi and I to get an opportunity to interact with a lot of our listeners. So appreciate everyone who's been checking in and we look forward to our next edition. And that is the International Series Explained. This one's been tremendous, Mike. I need to go and check my passport, make sure it's updated. Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.